Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. First, I'd like to welcome everyone on right wing flight 86A. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 33,000 feet at an airspeed of 400 miles per hour. Hello, this is Ricardo. Welcome to the first episode of Where Are You From? Thank you for, for listening. Uh, I'm really excited to be doing my first episode and to be sharing, you know, a bit about my story and, and, and just trying to find out um, a bit more of what, you know, makes a national identity. It's, it's something that has uh, bugged me for years. Uh, it might sound very simple to some, but it's actually that particularly as a, as a teenager and, and, you know, even as a kid, uh, it's something you struggle with. Uh, nowadays, I'm, I'm just as confused, but uh, I have overcome that, that fear of, you know, of not saying the right thing, of uh, insulting someone by answering uh, one thing or the other. Um, I have come to realize that uh, I am Spanish, that's what, you know, comes naturally to mind. That's my easy-to-go answer. Uh, I guess it's it's what I've been exposed to since since I was a kid. Even even in Venezuela as a very young kid where I was born, uh, I was in this Spanish-slash-European uh, bubble. My, from my mother's side, there's Austrian, there's Serbian, there's Greek, there's Russian. I have a Greek surname. Uh, I don't speak a word of, of Greek. Well... Now, nowadays I do, I, I have a Greek girlfriend and, you know, I, I, I need to, to learn and, and practice a bit. But uh, other than that, I had not been to Greece uh, until last year and I'm 33 years old. So um, in, in, in that case, my, you know, having a Greek surname doesn't mean much. But, but going back, um, yeah, nowadays I, I realize, uh, although that's my natural uh, reaction, um, I am not fully Spanish there's there's some Venezuelan in me that was just brought up when when I lived for example in Costa Rica or in the UK and, and I got in contact with again with Latin Americans and and you know I, I had lots of Venezuelan friends so I I just readapted and even the accent came back um, TV ads from when I was a really young kid I remember stuff you know I, I never thought uh, were in my in my head but but yeah it's it's been just a, a very interesting journey uh, talking about accents as a, as a kid when I moved to Spain and you know after after months uh, I I changed my accent. I just, my, I remember my mother telling me one day, "Hey, but you know, your, your accent is just fully local. It's it's amazing." And particularly as kids, we're sponges. We we absorb everything. So I guess from my experience, cultural exposure has meant a lot. But uh, but I want to understand, you know, those who who defend blood and and, and belonging to a place which which in a way sounds amazing and which. I've been jealous of for for many years. Um, there's only one way to to find out more about these, and it's talking to to all these people I have met and and just 
listening to their stories. Uh, some I relate to, some I don't, but I I want to understand and I, I want to share them with you. Maybe we'll find out some conclusions that you know that will put some light on this on this topic. Um, maybe it would just be fun, but whatever it is, uh, I'm sure we'll enjoy it. Thank you for listening again. And I'm now just happy to introduce my first guest. Uh, it's my friend Gwen. You might actually have seen subtitles on Netflix done by her. She's a professional subtitler. And I met her back in 2011 in Leeds when I was doing my master's, my master's degree. Uh, so was she. And, and yeah, we've been friends since then. We're, we're very good friends. Um, We're flatmates in London. Uh, we again share a flat here in in Porto. So yeah, it's it's one of those very good friends for life. And and her case is is even more complicated than mine. More continents, more languages. Uh, but we we relate when it comes to you know to this topic of national identity. So um, it was just a a perfect uh, fit for for the first interview. Uh, We had talked about it um, a few times, but it was always scratching the, the surface. So this time I, I wanted to, to understand a bit better, you know, where, where she feels from. So um, I hope you enjoyed and listen to Gwen, the least Italian Italian. Okay, hello Gwen. So, how are you? How's your weekend going? Hi. Uh, yeah, all good. It's been very relaxing. Um, basically just ate everything. So, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> Anything in particular you, you want to share in terms of food? <laughs> well, I made a killer lasagna actually, so no big deal. Uh, as we're going to talk about my heritage, if you will. Um, that fitted in very well. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you're already answering the question here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> All right, so I'll start with, um, with the most important question. Um, where are you from? Where? Well, that's a, it's an interesting question, that one for me. Um, it's, a, it's a question that I feel like I have different answers to, depending on who I'm with, where I am, that sort of thing. Um, but lucky you, you're going to get the full extended version. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I... Um, I was born in Italy to very Italian parents. Um, my, I mean, my name is Guindalina Gianfranchi, which I think, <laughs> you know, you can't get much more Italian sounding than that. Um, but that's kind of where the Italian part almost ends, really. Like, my passport's Italian and everything, but my parents had been living in Ghana for about 15 years before I was born already. So I was born in Italy, but I was about a month when... They brought me to Ghana, and then I grew up there. I grew up in Accra mainly, um, and I was there until about was about twelve, and then after that, um, for a variety of reasons, my mum and I moved to Italy, um, to San Remo, which is where I was born, where my mother's from. Um, at the same time, my brother went to Canada to university, which is where my parents had decided that they wanted to move all of us to. Uh, this is important later. And um, <laughs> so anyway, so I spent four years in school in Italy, in San Remo. And then after that, uh, because my parents had this Canada Canadian dream, they wanted to, uh, they sent me to boarding school in France, where I would do the IB, International Baccalaureate. 
um, so that I could get grades that were decent enough to get me into Canadian University, basically. And so um, I did that. I went to Canada as well. I went to the same university that my brother went to, but he had already left at this point. <laughs> so uh, my parents basically still wanted to move to Canada, but they hadn't yet. So they sent me over. Um, so I lived in Vancouver for six years. Um, I stayed there and then my visa was expiring. So I was like, oh, what do I do now? Um, and so I decided to apply for uh, master's degrees around Europe because I didn't want to deal with visas anymore. So I moved to Leeds, which is where I met you. Um, that's right, that's there. Right. And then I moved to, uh, after that I moved to London and then I moved to Gibraltar for a year. And then I moved back to London and then I moved, um, where I moved after that? <laughs> after that I moved to Barcelona and then now I live in Porto. So yeah, um, the answer is, a lot of places. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're not the one answering the blink of an eye. And when, when would you answer your Italian? In which cases? Um, I answer in Italian either when, normally when I'm abroad more so than when I say abroad, like when I'm not necessarily in Italy. Um, when I'm Particularly, it's kind of my go-to easy response. If someone asks me and it's kind of just a small talk question, that's usually when I'll just say I'm Italian. Um, and then a lot of the time, because I don't have a very strong Italian accent, after that, if someone is then kind of interested in like, why do you not sound, you know, like, why do you not sound Italian? Then, then the rest of the answer might come up. But um, yeah, it's kind of my, my small talk answer generally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I get that. And so, uh, out of all the places you've been, um, where do you feel? Where, where did you feel most at home? What What's home? <laughs> that's a That's a question I quite struggle with, actually, and like a concept I've struggled with for a very long time. Um, I think as a kid, I was. I mean, Ghana was my home, and it was Accra was home, and that was it. And for a very long time after that as well. Um, but I haven't been back since. I left so I don't know if I can really qualify that so for me it's more I've kind of come to the realization that I have many different homes like I don't necessarily have that place that you know you say you go back to and you go home I don't have that my parents like the place that maybe would have been at one point in my life was home was Italy was Sanremo and my parents left and they moved to Mexico about 10 years ago so whenever I go to Mexico, that's not home for me because I've never lived there. I go to visit my parents there. I don't, I don't go home. Um, in the same way, Vancouver, whenever I go back to Vancouver, I feel at home. I feel comfortable. I feel, you know, it's, it's home. Um, when I go to San Remo even now, I feel at home. Um, so it's kind of like a, a nowhere and anywhere type of thing. Like there's lots of different homes for me, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And... And when you were living in Ghana as a kid, um, and you were asked, where are you from? Did you ever answer, I'm, I'm from Ghana? Yeah, that was usually my, that was my, my usual answer. Um, it was interesting because we, I went to an international school. So there were people from literally anywhere. So we kind of all identified as, as both really. So we would be very much Ghanaian. We, we played, you know, we had a, a lot of Ghanaian friends as well as from everywhere else, so we were kind of all the same in that sense. But then we also had our home identities, you know, our parents 
um, raise most of us with some amount of the culture from wherever they were from. Um, so we were kind of from everything. On top of that, um, because my school was an American school, um, we were made to sing the American anthem as well as the Canadian <laughs> one. So so we knew both. And so we, you know, hand to heart, there's children from like literally everywhere singing the Star Spangled Banner. Like, you know <laughs> So so I think from a very early age we all like I had a, a bit of an interesting concept of identity. But um but yeah primarily yeah when I was a kid I was I was I felt Ghanaian. Yeah well, that's that's very interesting. And as a kid that that usually happened. That's what happened to me when I when I moved to Spain as well. And and although I had that Spanish background, I, I didn't really feel Spanish until I was okay. living there and, and it just became natural. And it's yeah. it's just very interesting. Yeah. And and going back to since since you made lasagna this weekend, <laughs> what what would you say it's it's what's Italian about you in terms of your identity or who you are, apart from maybe what you cook? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the strongest part. Um, I think, in a weird way, I think language, actually. Um, I'm quite attached to the Italian language in the sense that I, I speak it with my family. I, my mother always made an effort to um, teach me Italian, even though schooling was mainly in English, well, was completely in English uh, when I was in Ghana. So I've always been quite attached to speaking Italian. and. Um, yeah, there's there's a there's a funny thing about that where like my I have a friend Giulio who <laughs> he always he always jokes to me well, he joked to me that um, he's like you know whenever I hear you speak the way that you talk is completely Italian you're just completely just as Italian as me and anyone else I know but the second we start talking about any kind of pop culture references particularly from growing up, you have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so you suddenly become completely foreign, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so I've always found that quite interesting. This must have been years ago that he said to me that it really stuck with me. And, and I think it's, it is true. Like, I think linguistically, I, I feel very Italian. I still kind of make the effort to, like, listen to and watch things in Italian to keep that up. But... Um, but then when it's the actual content of what I say, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. And what, what would you say is your strongest language, though? Is it English? Is it Italian? Um, I would say they're even. I'd say my Italian and my English are about the same. Yeah. Okay. I use English more, I would say, like especially with work and... Um, yeah, mainly with work, I guess. But I, But yeah, I would say that they're about the same. Like I try to keep my Italian up. To some extent, um, yeah, I'd say they're about the same. Okay, okay. fair enough. Now, um, let's see this one. <laughs> Could you describe Italy in three words? <laughs> what, I mean, what what comes to you, uh, to your mind when you think about Italy, or, or how you feel? It, it just can be, you know, you can. So, like in a personal. Yeah, in a personal way. way what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so nostalgia is one from when I lived there as a kid. Um, what else? Um, oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it really seems to be the one. simplest, but it's yeah, it's yeah, the most difficult yeah. one, I think. Yeah, because you can always, you know, you could say like pizza, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I would say yeah, I'd say nostalgia for sure. 
um, my mother and um, in a way like caref carefreeness if that makes sense because I was because whenever I go back there now um, I go with like I don't I don't go there in the sense of like I have to go home or do anything like that it's kind of like I'm visiting so it's just I go there on holiday almost you know yeah. like and and I'm relatively comfortable now with the fact that I'm when I'm there I'm not um, I'm not Italian and that's okay like I can I can you know uh, I can communicate fine and feel comfortable enough and also feel comfortable knowing that actually I'm not from there so it's I feel very comfortable and I feel very like carefree because I'm kind of on holiday but in a place that I know well enough absolutely if that makes sense excellent yeah interesting choices and <laughs> um, talking about all these identity um, issue when when you talk to other Italians and you explain how you feel and you know that you're you don't feel 100% Italian per se you know you could be from Ghana one day from Canada the other how, what's what's the reaction or do you ever say that to any any other Italians yeah well um, I remember like whenever I moved there, so when I was a kid, I mean, and obviously this is different because 12 year olds obviously react differently, no. you know, but, but I remember being very excluded because I was, I was the African, no. right? Um, and so it was, it was a, it wasn't necessarily seen in a good way. Like I was very kind of separated and, and kind of pushed to the side because I didn't have any, I didn't, again, didn't get any of the references or any of the kind of social stuff that they were doing, even like, you know, in school, I was very different because I was taught in a system that wanted you to be good at school. And yeah. I went into a system that, you know, where to be cool, you had to be like not great at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that really isolated me, actually. Um, but now, now it's kind of picked up with a lot of interest um, and, and a bit of like kind of um, a lot of people are kind of weirded out by it like people who are you know that I meet that are sort of born and raised in San Remo for example which is a relatively small town um it's it's not it's not necessarily seen in a bad way but it's not something that's necessarily understood yeah if that makes sense like it's not um if I talk about who I am and where I was born a lot of the time people will talk about like they'll say well but but where are you from like where how do you but how do you feel like do you feel yeah. from here do you want to come back here and the answer to those questions is usually i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know um so it's yeah unless unless it's italians who have lived other places who kind of get it um there is a kind of a bit of a not a negative resistance but there is a resistance yeah it. like it's kind of like okay but so you're not really from here yeah so you you think they actually see you as a foreigner yeah. more than yeah yeah hundred percent yeah and do you see yourself going back to Italy at some point and just living there again or one day um I've thought about it like I wouldn't mind part of me feels like I wouldn't mind going um to San Remo actually and just living there like for a bit another part of me kind of feels like. Mm, I don't know, because <laughs> yeah. um, because ultimately it is quite a small town, so I, I don't know, like maybe in the future, but not necessarily right now. Another part of me feels like moving somewhere completely random in Italy that I don't know 
would probably be a lot more interesting. But then that kind of falls under the category of I want to move anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the next one looks easy, but I think it's going to tell uh, a lot about who you are. What, what is your favorite cuisine? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah, this one is uh, delicate. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Don't tell my mom what I answered. <laughs> um, I mean, I, wa I want to say, um, I want to say that I like a variety of Asian cuisines, but I've never actually been anywhere in Asia, really. Um, so I want to say that I love Japanese food uh, the same way that I love like Indian food, but. Obviously, that's a huge generalization as well because there's so many different <laughs> kinds. But um, yeah, I I would I would probably opt for maybe Japanese, um, and yeah, I would probably opt for Japanese actually. Just okay. again, don't tell yeah. my mom. No, no. <laughs> but it's interesting because when when you actually cook, you you do a lot of Italian. Yeah. Uh, dishes so yeah pretty much only actually like my yeah that's kind of my only <laughs> repertoire <laughs> <laughs> yeah because my mother has always cooked my mother always cooked and growing up even though we were in a crowd we ate at home we ate mainly italian and so i think those are kind of the dishes that i grew up knowing how to make and feel most comfortable um making and kind of playing around with i guess but Eating, if I have to choose, like yeah, I, I don't know if I would choose it actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I love yeah. it, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, for for the last one, um, I guess it's 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 a complicated one. Um, what what makes an identity? Um, do you think it, is it is it blood or, or is it cultural exposure or um, is it both? Um, what what would you say? Hmm. Um, I, I think one influences the other in many cases, um, in the sense that, for example, in, in, in my case, even though I wasn't raised in Italy in any way, I can say that there is a part of me that is to some extent Italian in the sense, because my parents took such care in kind of, again, like cooking Italian food and uh, teaching us the language and, and sort of trying to maintain us um, to some extent Italian, you know, we, they would have um, videos of like Italian comedy shows and whatever, and we were kind of raised with stuff like that. Um, so, so to one extent, I guess, cultural exposure for sure. Um, also because again, I don't, I don't really identify as being Italian because I was exposed to so many other cultures. So like you say, like I could one day I feel more Ghanaian <laughs> than, than, yeah. than Italian and that's because um, I was raised primarily with that culture. And so I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it could be a little bit of a mixture of both, really. Um, but I would in my case I would maybe go I would opt more for the cultural exposure side actually. I think I think blood is more just um, if it's situational like if you're you know if you're born in place and you're from that place then that will influence kind of like both things will influence each other a lot more yeah um whereas yeah i think cultural exposure kind of influences it to some extent more naturally than, than blood 
Absolutely. It's well, Gwen, that, that was the last question. Um, it's been really interesting and it's just the beginning of the journey to discover more a bit about, you know, what makes our identity. Um, it's interesting because your case is similar to mine in a way. Yeah. Probably you're even more confusing than mine. Uh, yeah, there's more languages and continents and stuff. But but yeah, I can relate and, and yeah. And I share many of your of your points. So let's see what our next guests uh, bring. And yeah, just thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that first interview with Gwen. Um, as you can see, she has a very interesting background. Um, you know. There's, there's so much exposure for one person, so, you know, different continents, languages, and, and, and very radical. Uh, we're talking about, you know, going from Italy to, to Ghana. Uh, it's, it's a very drastic one. And, and it's just fascinating to me how, yeah, how as a, as a young kid, she absorbed a completely different culture and, and it became hers. Um, it's her, it's probably her more natural side, although throughout years, by not having contact again with, with Ghana, it's been, you know, it's been fading away in a way and, and there's even hesitation in terms of, you know, what, what happens if I go back there. What I also find very interesting is that despite spending very little time in, in Italy, um, she, there's still that side of like, of like pride and, and trying to preserve that, you know, that, that part of her, uh, the language, the, um, the food, and, and it's obviously been through exposure, mainly by, by her parents. Um, so my question here is, by being born in, in Italy, did that have any influence? Did that make her any more Italian? It might sound dumb and, and simple, but, you know, from, from my perspective, blood does not understand of nationality. Um, obviously, I might be terribly wrong and that's why I'm doing this and, and that's why I want to interview even more people but I'm, I'm really happy I started with Gwen because I can draw many similarities with my case and it's just put some some light on you know on certain things I've thought for for many years uh, I guess now that I have touched this topic with her I'll just have a few more conversations and you know and see what what we think <laughs> Next week I will be interviewing my very best friend, uh, he's been like a brother to me and his case is a fascinating one, um, two identities coexisted for a very long time until one prevailed over the other one. What I'm most interested in this case is to study, analyze if a new element of politics also influences your national identity and up to what degree, how, why, join us and find the answer. Also follow me on Facebook at whereareyoufrom.i.m or just check my website whereareyoufrom.space I will be adding links to Spotify and other platforms so you can um, listen to my podcasts and ho hopefully just follow them and follow my journey to finding the answer to all these questions I hope you enjoyed it and until next week thank you We should get a great view of the city as we descend.
cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes. Time to offer your light snack and beverage, and the in-flight movie will begin shortly after that. I'll talk to you again before we reach our destination. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the flight.